This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. And good afternoon, everyone. I'm Steve Brandy on WDAN News. This newscast brought to you by Right Seating and Air. Call Frank at 217-442-4027. He always answers the phone. Well, the city of Danville's community relations coordinator, Rihanna Allis, told Newhoff Media that last year's January 1st Friday's Fire and Ice event was such a wintertime hit that they've expanded the hours this year from 5 to 8 p.m. last year to 4 to 9 p.m. this year. They're doing it this Friday, January 5th, the first Friday of the month, of course. And once again, excited attendees can line up along Main Street by the David S. Palmer Arena ice skating entrance. A major attraction, of course, will once again be public ice skating. And this year, there are new things planned, Rihanna says. One thing that we added this year that is different would be we're doing an indoor snowball fight. So, you know, you get that fun winter activity, but you're going to do it indoors so you don't freeze to death. Um, Our Danville Fire Department does fire safety activities. We have fire spinners outside. Another thing going on inside the David S. Palmer Arena will be the public library having story time around an indoor campfire. And in another room, that indoor snowball fight, kind of styrofoam-based snowballs, by the way, that'll be going on as well. Alice says a good idea is get your wristband that indicates when it's your time to ice skate and enjoy those activities in the meantime. And also, like last year, plenty of wintertime treats as well. Absolutely. We have freeze-dried candy. We have cupcakes. There's concession open. It'll be a ton of fun. So once again, the Danville First Friday's event for January, Fire and Ice, returns this Friday the 5th to the David S. Palmer Arena with this year's expanded hours of 4 to 9 p.m. We are into the new year, and there's no time like the present to contact the Vermilion County Conservation District for building and shelter rentals for your big events in 2024. The Conservation District's Laura Danzel says from weddings to birthday parties to reunions and graduation parties, they'd love to talk to you. The most popular buildings that get rented out at Forest Glen and Kennecock are the ones that are enclosed buildings with heat and air and indoor toilets. So, yes, if you're wanting, you know, some of those like the Edgewood Center at Forest Glen or Maple Grove Lodge or the Hideaway or the White Oak Barn at Kennecock, yes, you do need to call early. In order to rent a building or shelter, you need to call 217-442-1691 for Kennecock or Lake Vermilion or 217-662-2142 for Forest Glen. You can also come in person at the Conservation District Administration Building at Kennecuck or the staff office at Forest Glen. Usually, phone reservations and in-person reservations start at 8 a.m. Now, for more information on everything the Vermilion County Conservation District has to offer, go to the link at the end of this story on our website, vermilioncountyfirst.com. Area Republican precinct committee members have nominated two people to replace a pair of GOP members of the Vermilion County Board that recently stepped down. Nominated to replace Shelley Martin in District 3, Kevin Bodine. Nominated to replace Joel Byrd in District 1, former chief inspector of the Vermilion County Sheriff's Department, Gary Miller. County Board Chairman Larry Bond says this should all become official at the next county board meeting. 
Well, the county board will, uh, of course, take both recommendations to the uh, full board on the January 9th county board meeting uh, for those two nominations for Mr. Bodine in District 3 and Mr. Miller in District 1. And uh, both of those gentlemen will be uh, sworn in uh, at that meeting and confirmed. And again, that's a week from today, Tuesday the 9th, Vermillion County Board meeting in the Joseph G. Cannon Building, 6 p.m. Well, a crescendo reached on this last week. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, part of a trio of Democratic mayors, urging the federal government to help deal with the inflow of non-citizen arrivals. Johnson, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, and Denver Mayor Mike Johnston hosted that three-person news event in which all three called upon President Biden for help. Chicago has seen over 25,000 migrants arrive since last August. It's left many communities in need of help, Johnson says. As buses continue to arrive in the city of Chicago and all over the country, the type of chaos that has been administered has left many of our local economies under a tremendous amount of duress. Johnson says he'll continue to do his part, but he urged the president to provide some assistance. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent more than 80,000 asylum seekers to Democratic cities over the past year, and he's criticized the Biden administration for not enforcing the southern border. I'm Steve Brandy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.